in the mesh of sunshine and grasses which had overgrown, dancing along with the tender breeze. There stood two lovers hand in hand. It was a beautiful day, a gorgeous one with a pompous glow in it, but what the lovers held in their eyes were tears of departure. Kim Dayung, Prince of Devonte, was in love with the maiden he had laid his eyes upon once at a country fair. It was the first time he started believing that first sight love actually existed, that hearts could collide through eyes, that feeling could sputter with one exchange of conversation. He got to know her name. It was Era, and he could only further fall for her the beauty her name held, the depth of its meaning and how well the name suited her. Her name meant friendship and although the prince was in love, he accepted her choice to be friends. Their first conversation started a bit differently than others. Usually one starts with a hi or hellos, but for Taeyong, it started with, what can I help you with, my prince? Maybe that was the first time he felt that being a prince wasn't that great. All he wanted was a normal start and not the one with the designated respect like everyone else. Tying had a solution to it though. Maybe it would be a bit of usage of his status as a prince, but he was determined to get to know Era. You can help by going on a date with me. This might have given him a nickname of Cheeky Prince by his girl, but that was worth it. On their first date, he was requested to be her friend, but... Friendship doesn't put an end to your chances to be lovers, and that's how they fell in love, by knowing and understanding each other like friends do. Being friends to lovers, their love story was deep webbing of emotions. If Tyne was happy, then Era would be as well, but if he was down, then she would be too. The time they spent together under the starry night sky, under the bright, never-ending stretch of blue morning days, beside the stream of the prettiest side of the Hamilton Cliff, or inside of Era's little garden was far more meaningful than other worldly things some rich people would do. Tying had it all, wealth, love, happiness, and family. But he didn't see the darkness which was approaching his love life. It started on a normal morning. His father, the king, had called him in and asked his approval for the marriage he had planned for his son with the princess of Yokel. It was the ultimate crash of reality over Tyung. He was so in love with Era that he happened to forget about the possibilities of these moments in his life. Being with his love was like an escape from being a prince. He felt like a young lad with sprouting feelings of love. He was hopeful about this life, about his life with Era, and so that's why maybe he had told his father about her, expecting him to understand his son. But it didn't go as planned. The king was furious. His father called him reckless, calling his honest love to be a minimal young attraction. Further, his father called his devotion in this love to be just a need of fulfillment of his desires. That was a hurtful stab in Tying's heart. But that wasn't the end. He was confined in the palace, restricted to meet anyone and his marriage was set to happen a week after. The man was feeling delirious. He was going to get separated from his sunshine, his era. Like a powerless prince, he couldn't even protest against his forceful marriage. The news was out in town and he had no idea what era might have left. He could only imagine her shedding tears, left with her broken heart. That broke him too. Days passed and the hope dying had once built to live with his lover started to wilt. He was then the lonely prince, locked up in his big, grandiose room. 
It was covered with bright light, yet it felt but so dull to him. The small garden in his balcony looked too blue and pale, as if the flowers lost their colors just like he lost his reason to smile. When the wedding day approached, for the first time dying cried because the time was cruel, just so cruel. His life was so mean to not let any miracle happen and he couldn't be back to his lover. He was forcefully made to dress up in a beautiful blue attire. He was made to look heavenly, but did he even feel like that? At least a bit of glee? Not really. As he looked at his reflection in the mirror, he only got the urge to break it. He looked at his pretty garden and felt like messing it up. Why was everything looking so peaceful and pleasant when his life was a mess? Tang staggered outside on his balcony and with his shaky hands, he picked up the first flower pot to throw it and let it crash down into pieces so that his state could reflect through it. But his action was halted by an abrupt knock on the door of his room. He wouldn't have paid any attention to it if it wasn't for the person whom his eyes could never miss to see. He saw his sunshine walking inside with silent steps. He noticed his era approaching him and then he felt her hugging him. It felt like finally he was at home, the bliss to be in her arms, to be held by love, to be loved by love. Dying had a burst of those feelings within him. If one could reach heaven without dying, then this feeling was that. But the peace didn't last long. Soon enough, distant commotion could be heard from behind the doors, which Era might made sure to lock while sneaking in. How she got the courage to sneak inside the palace to get to dying was a question to her, but... The only thing she had as her motivation was to be with the man she loved. Maybe that's why right then she was preparing to run away with the Prince of Devonte. We are going to climb down, she announced, when the first knock on the door could be heard. How? She could heard her heart twisted when she heard Tying's croaked voice. The absence of the warm-filled honey-hushed tone was painfully visible. She wanted to bring it back, but they didn't have time. She hurriedly picked up the ladder she had brought along with her, tied it up to the bed and flung it outside the balcony. It was the perfect length and reached the base at the backside of the palace. Tai, you go first. By the time she was done with the preparation, the knocks had turned into banging and Era's voice sounded panicked now. You go first. The situation didn't seem to move as swiftly as Era had thought because as much as she was concerned about Tyung, Tyung was concerned about her too. This is not the time. If you don't move now, then none of us will be going. Her words were interrupted by a rather stubborn prince in knowing that she would not be able to make him go first. Era finally gave in and went first. By the time they were standing over the lush green grasses, the door of the prince's room was broken down and soldiers had already spotted the two lovers on their runway. When Era and Tying ran with their hands intervened, a bright sky overheard. They felt happy. After a long period of time, they were finally getting an opportunity to run around together. Just the only difference was, before they had a hope to return back and meet each other when a new day started. But today, they knew that it wouldn't be the same anymore. What would be coming ahead was unknown, but the two lovers knew that tomorrow wouldn't be there for them. That's why with the royal soldiers chasing them behind, they had ended up near the pretty cliff where they visited very often. When their feet halted, there was still wasn't a sign of any other presence than tying an era. 
with hands held in one another's, a final exchange of distance took place. Both their hearts knew that without one another, it wouldn't be able to beat, so they decided to let it stop beating together. As the first thing of horses approached them, Tying's hand tightened its grip on arrows. He gulped down the lump formed in his throat and with the shakiness exhaled his breath to calm his nerves. Then with a brief smile he spoke, his hope filled with words. I hope we meet again. The strong gallops could be clearly heard now. The two lovers were spotted and the royal soldiers were shouting out, Get the prince! But none of the two cared about it. They stared in their eyes along with the same amount of beauty held in their smiles. The warmth radiating from them was the envelope of true love. You'd be the only one. Era whispered out her answer which was able to bring back the brightest clean tying's face he was lacking previously. Then with the final nod to themselves, the lovers stopped to move forward to the empty hollowness which embarked them into the embrace of its darkness gave freedom to their misery and made it possible for them to meet again in a life where their love would be acceptable. Maybe that's why Era was walking towards Tying again with the flashes of her past life and happy tears in her eyes. Her white wedding gown was grasped tightly in her hold as she quickened her pace. Then, once she was back in Tying's embrace, she looked into his eyes and mumbled out the words which would confirm his last hope in this past life. We met again. Her boyfriend, who was soon going to be her rightful life partner, flashed her his magnificent smile and bumped their noses slightly before replying, And this time, I'm going to live with you, sunshine.